Okay, so welcome to Pints and Pros podcast number three. Um, we're back again. It's me, Tristan. Um, here, I'm Andrew. Yes, and Zach. Zach. How are you guys doing this week? Right. So we have. Um, we're drinking Tecate. <laughs> because we ran out because of Bonitons. It was Tecate this week right. or um, Watermelon Lime Belgium Ale. Yeah. So So that was no. <laughs> uh, I think we made the safe choice. Right. But we're back again here to uh, talk about um, our writing and, and uh, you know share some things with you guys, get some feedback. Today we're talking about um, artistic integrity versus selling out or... Publishing versus indie writing, so. Um, and when, when we say publishing, we're talking about publishing traditionally, right? So yeah. go, going through a, a publishing house or a big, big company who usually does that. Exactly. So um, let's start things off. This is probably going to be a heated discussion. This is the much anticipated <laughs> episode. We have all um, talked about this in the past, and we have not run out of time to talk about it. But um, let's just kick things off right away with our most controversial person here. Okay. Zach, wow. how do you feel about artistic integrity versus self-publishing, I mean, publishing in a, in a major way? And, and, well, before we get into that, maybe we can kind of set the, set the scene a little bit and, and kind of talk about what the, the difference between okay. the two is. Please, please, let's do that. So okay. uh, when, when we're talking about self-publishing, there's many avenues or forms that you can do that. There's sites online where you can have a PDF of your manuscript that you can upload to and they'll send you a uh, hundred copies for a fee, a fee. You can send it to Amazon where they'll do um, uh, e-reader versions of it, send you some print copies um, uh, and the, you know any variations on that. And so those are all forms of self-publishing. You know you, even our lit zine that that's kind of the same idea. Right. We're doing it ourselves. I print it out. I fold all of them and distribute them. So that's one form of self-publishing versus traditional publishing. You send out your manuscripts. You send it to either uh, literary agencies or uh, directly to publishing houses. You know, things like uh, Penguin, Random House, Vintage, whatever you can think of. Yeah. So that's kind of what, where we're coming from. is, And also, what, why is it that you're doing this? Are you doing this for just the money or are you doing this to try and be a legitimate author and what's the the meaning behind both all valid questions andrew all valid questions okay so that we don't jump around here let's start first with artistic integrity versus selling out i gotta go with artistic integrity okay why be okay because it i guess it depends it's purely your opinion but if you want to write to make money and that's what you care about mm -hmm. then you're going to go mainstream and you're going to sell out at the first offer you get okay every author is like that they've been rejected 120 times 200 times and they get one bite and i guarantee you it's the first bite um that they they accept because they've been rejected so many times so it's like well, are you just selling out or are you going to hold on to what you view your story as and what you want? Do you want to do you want to try and make a living writing or is it just a hobby and this is this is what it means to you is just getting this book out to the people, get it available to them, which you can do 
with um, self-publishing. And I think, I mean, look at where the book, the marketing world is going. It's going self-publishing. Barnes and Noble might not be there in ten years. Well, I mean, we we've, we've already seen Porter's collapse. Yeah, that's true. But you know, who knows if it was a business model that was poor, or you you think it's going? It, yeah, traditional publishing is is it's leaving. It's it's becoming obsolete. Okay, well, let's get Andrew's. Let's find our stances first. Andrew, what's well, your stance Well, yeah, on I'm kind of more in, in the middle of this. In, in the past, we've talked about this, and I think a large part of this is what's your end goal in writing. Mm. For me, it's I, I want to see whatever I've just written in print. You, you know, and of course, like, like I mentioned, you can do that on your own. You can send it to someone to get it printed yourself. Yeah. That's kind of cheating. Yes. But it still kind of counts. But for me, that's I. I would eventually love to see have a, a physical copy of my own personal book, something that I've written. Right. I don't really care how that is. If it's through a publishing house, that's great. Or, or if, you know, I do it through something like Amazon and they send me a printed copy of my book, that's that's great too. It yeah. it de- it depends a lot on what your end goal with your writing. Okay, is. can we clarify something? Let's get this out of the way, because. If anyone offers you, Tristan, Andrew, or myself, let's rephrase this. If someone comes up to you and says, look, I'll give you a $400,000 book contract with Random House Publishing versus $0 on self-publishing, you would be a fool to say no to that. My argument, what I'm saying here with the artistic integrity, mm-hmm. is would you rather be making you know, a good amount of money via self-publishing on Amazon um, or a one-time sellout with a publishing company. I'm not talking about zero versus a large number. I'm talking about... You're talking about ma- comparable. Well, maybe to, to, not comparable. What if you're making $3,000 a month on Kindle, on your own self-publish? Right. But it, Which is... That's high... <laughs> Let me just say that really Dude, quick. No, well, okay, but you could get way at, higher on at least, at least for Southern California, that's a, a decent income for just living. Right. So you've got that versus 3000 a month regularly on okay. your, own, your own work there, your right. own marketing. Right. Or a publishing company says, look, we'll give you 300000 for this book up front. My choice, but, but my if, choice is going to three thousand a month. I'm keeping that. See, that's why I, I, I find you ridiculous. You're gonna that, turn down three hundred thousand dollars upfront. But, but see, the, the thing that he's worried about too is that you have the potential for being at the beck and call or at the whim of your editor. Or what but, if you start making thirty thousand a month on Amazon? Well, this is. Let let me establish Which my opinion. Authors do that all the time. Let me establish my opinion before we get into the details of the of the controversy. I feel like um, if someone offered me a, a fair amount of money, and let me just bring it down from three hundred thousand to <laughs> like twenty thousand to fifty thousand. If someone offered me that for my book right now, I would take that deal. If you're not making any on Kindle, right. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm saying is you're going to take the money over zero money. That's That yeah. That's Now, here's where I have a problem. But but we're talking more about either comparable plans or even 
comparable in- income or yeah. even fantastic income versus standard artistic compromise versus integrity with lower income well this is where i feel like we need to establish something um when we sell our our manuscripts or our stories to these companies they have full control to change the story in any way we want they want right well in theory yeah so i mean they're not going to change your story uh, well okay that's also the other thing that i think we should also establish is that we're 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 just speculating yeah yeah we're not none of us have been traditionally published right so we're not speaking from an area of expertise Expertise. we're just speaking hypothetically we do know the self-publishing though right right so I, I think you're able to keep your artistic integrity mm-hmm. with exactly how you want the story. And it, that would lack in if you don't have a, an editor properly edit it. Right, right. Um, but let's say you even do that and you put it up on Amazon mm-hmm. and you are getting downloads and you're getting an income. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's better in the long run with you making a consistent income. It's not a huge upfront amount. Right. Um, and you don't have to sell your soul to the devil, as as they say, to a big publishing company. And you can build a base of fans. And the next couple books you put out in whatever series you want, you've got an income. And why do you need, tell me, why do people want, like, like money brings you happiness, right? Is that the idea? No, well, You're an author, and people love your stuff, and you're making an income. What more do you need? Okay, this is my thing. Um, sometimes, if you go with a major publisher, they're able to distribute your story to a wider audience than you ever would be able to. Yeah, until Barnes & Noble shuts down. <laughs> well, I personally don't think Barnes & Noble is, in, is anywhere near shutting down. But the the problem with this argument comes down to having a monetary value towards your project or or how you feel about your story so we all have these these stories that we're very proud of Uh, you know we all have multiple projects but we all have our let's say golden egg my thing is i'm willing to sell my golden egg for a price tristan (laughs) how can you say that it's just i'm I'm being realistic i'll give you i'll give you valid arguments but over over making an income and keeping your integrity your Mm -hmm. artistic integrity versus selling out and not keeping it just for a larger amount of money i okay this is where i'm coming from i've already told you and you know this i never intended to be published when i first started writing i was gonna write a manuscript have it printed out like on copy paper go to kinko's and then just keep this thing under my bed and say this is what i accomplished or if i met someone that or or new people who were interested in my writing or my stories and i could share that with them we could talk about the story together now, all I did was was write. Uh, it took a while, but all I did was literally write. I came up with, with uh, something out of nothing. If I can make a, a penny off of that, I'm willing to sell it. And here's the thing. I'll always have my original manuscript, which was my original idea, which is to share with people this story that I made, people that I care about, or just to make it for myself and reread it you know, eventually. Help if us I can make, out here, Andrew. If I can make $50,000 off of that, why wouldn't I do it? See, the thing I'm wondering about, too, though, is how how are you guys accounting for longevity? Because... I'm trying to take that into consideration. A part of the thing that we love about 
What's that? I'm not taking that in consideration. I don't. The longevity is not an, an issue for me. But I mean, that, that's <clears throat> which I kind of think is funny because Zach is, even though he's going to self-publishing, which I would consider to have less longevity than traditional publishing. Right. Because we've been talking about over the last couple of podcasts our favorite authors, our favorite styles are in genres, and the whole reason we love these people is, for the most part, these are people that are no longer alive, they're no longer writing. Right. And yet, because of traditional publishing, at least up until this point, we still have all of their stories. Yeah. We still have their books. We, we still have a, a history and a well-documented record of everything that they've written. I have to say that that's because there weren't computers when Fitzgerald was <laughs> Okay, well, while, yes, while that's accurate, at the same time, <laughs> you have to consider the possibility that whatever you're writing, when you're self-publishing it, it'll just get lost in the sea. Digital content, yeah, I agree. Yeah, that could happen, but that could also happen with a regular self-published book. Like how? It's it's much harder to happen that way. No, there are, there are totally so many authors in Barnes and Noble who don't make it big and you get one fat check you get $50,000 yeah that's the gamble and that's why I think it's worth it you get one fat check and then you don't you, make that's it, it. And at least that's you it. have at least you were published at least you have a physical copy and you know what it's that story. much harder to sell your next book because they see oh your first one didn't do good well it, I mean you have so much more control with self-publishing and there's no right or wrong answer, I guess. It no, no, is 100% opinion yeah. and what you prefer. but I, And it's kind of, you know, whatever happens to work with your particular style exactly. and genre. Yeah. Right. I, I just, I, I prefer the self-published route, and it's it's worked for people. You can... You Some. Can, it's very well, rare. Well, you, you've gotten downloads. You get I, you yeah. get downloads. and Yeah, but I'm not rich off of it. No, no, but... But also, you don't market your book at all. Well, <laughs> and, and, you know that was one of the things I was wondering too. Is one of the probably foremost arguments against traditional publishing would probably be Stephen King. He he's oh, very yeah. often been an advocate of the frustrations of working with a publishing house Absolutely. because of realizing the difference in what they make on his book versus what he gets from it. But at the same time, the... He doesn't like the self-publishing route, though. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. And he, he continues to go through the traditional publishing, right, right. despite the frustrations. But at the same time, he doesn't have to do any of his own, own marketing. marketing. Which, the, you know, so that that's where you have kind of the back and forth exactly. between the two. Because you have to wonder, yes, I might have to sell my soul a little bit, but I can focus solely on writing. I don't right. have to do any marketing. Like... It, you know, people are going to school for an MFA or yeah. for to be an English major, mm -hmm. and they're focusing on that. They they don't want to be taking a business class or a marketing know, class on the side, class, yeah. just to promote their in own. In addition to creative yeah, exactly, writing. yeah. Because I, anytime you focus on social media and marketing, right. is less time writing. Exactly, and let's not uh, forget the fact that most indie writers uh, are people with jobs and families and people that they have to support. Um, I mean, we all work and it's still really difficult to find time to write, let alone market our entire book for us. I'm willing to cut a check to someone if they'll do that for me so that eventually I could become a, a, a full-time writer. That would be awesome. But for now, I have to go to work. 
Yeah. And when I'm not at work, if I can find time to write, that I want to spend time writing, not making a Facebook page for my book and stuff. I, I mean, that's part of, I guess, the, the going viral is you get to do all that yourself. And that could be a, a fun aspect of... That's tedious. Well, that's your opinion. I mean, you could enjoy trying to get your book out there and meeting people and, and you know, marketing your own book. I, I don't think there are negatives and positives for both. I'm still going to go the uh, Amazon route because... I'm not trying to quit my day job and be a full-time writer. And yeah, does everyone have that dream? A hundred percent they do. You'd be lying if you said you didn't have that dream, that you want to be a full-time writer. Can you be happy with self-publishing and keeping your day job and knowing that your book's out there and being read by people and enjoyed by people? Mm -hmm. You could a hundred percent be happy doing that and making some cash on the side. I don't know. I don't. I don't see the route of, you know, selling out and all of a sudden having deadlines. And again, we don't know how this is. So if you are a published writer, and you're listening, yeah, let us know how it is. Maybe we've got a hundred percent wrong. Contact us. Yeah. If we should be selling yeah. out, let us know, and we'll start selling. And out we stories. should, in my opinion, <laughs> Tristan <laughs> thinks we should. <laughs> um, no, it just boils down to what you want. It 100% boils. There, there are indie authors on Amazon who make $40,000 a month. That's true. They on self-publishing. Make a lot of money. And you know, it's also, you could, in doing that, you have publishing companies coming to you begging for you to sign with them when you're making those kind of numbers. Right. You have the power. You could give them the finger and say, no, I'm not. You know, and I think some of them deserve it for all the rejection letters they give people. But yeah, but at, at the same time, you know, there there's a phrase called "feeding the lake" that is I forget where it comes from, but it's essentially the concept of continually adding to the giant lake of right. writing material, and and we're talking about the kind of the digital cavern mm. that or canyon that everything falls into, right. but if it weren't for rejection letters, the lake would just keep getting bigger keep and growing. bigger and bigger. And then the truly legitimate, the truly, to sift through that. yeah, exactly. The, the worthwhile books and novels that people are writing would be completely lost and obscured because there's so many other, so much other information coming in. But you're going to tell me right now that there aren't worthwhile books that have been rejected out there yeah i'm sure but that's probably because well, of oversight lots. of one or two people one one editor who was but that's all it takes day. yeah absolutely but that that's why you keep sending it to that's other not places. to say there aren't worthwhile books in the amazon community so so you're saying with the because of the fear of rejection it's more worthwhile to essentially give in and just throw it up on amazon versus trying and sending it out to different publishing houses no i'm i'm not saying that at all i'm what I'm saying is I, I don't think that there there are good books that are being traditionally published, worthwhile stories that are being self-published. And there are some missing the mark on both of those ends, being rejected and some who don't self-publish. But you can find whatever you're looking for, those good books, in either one. And to self-publish, you can for sure get it up there. To traditionally but that's the sifting he's talking about, though. 
having to sift through. Because let's face it, not uh, not everything that goes up on Amazon, because you can self-publish, is gold. Oh, no, it's not. There's a, a lot of garbage up there. But I could just as well go into Barnes & Noble and pick up... And find a lot of garbage in there. Oh, there's tons of... There are books you read that are like, how did this person get published? What agent is like, yep, you're the guy, I'm going to pick you. <laughs> <laughs> and then people pay money to publish that stuff, so it's like, you know, how do you find a good book? I don't know, you recommended and then how does that person find it it's magic i don't know so <laughs> let me ask you a question zach if if someone offered you uh, a lump sum let's say that money's not the object if there's any monetary value you could place on your book they match it are you going to sell your book sure to a it, publishing company yes if it's a million dollars so like, you have your price yeah I, I, there we go i've got a price okay so but anyone wants so, to buy so Zach stuff. For you literary headhunters out there, Zach has a price. It is $1 million. <laughs> there it is. $1 million. For, for his unfinished trilogy. <laughs> Simultaneously, if online my Kindles are selling and I'm getting 500000 a month, I'm not going to sell out. <laughs> okay, well, but I, I think the way we're approaching this, though, we're analyzing more of self-publishing versus traditional publishing. Right. Well, originally we were talking about the artistic whole point integrity. of artistic integrity. And yeah. the, the, the point behind that is, why is it that you're writing? What What is the purpose? What is the point behind it? That's, yeah, that is really what divides us as well, too, and what I wanted to focus on. Because I am willing to sell my story if someone wants to tamper with it. Why That's are you fine. writing? Why are you writing? Because I have, <laughs> because I have, give up now. Just go I on. have my original manuscript. I have the original story the way I want it to be told. If Hollywood wants to give me money and retell my story... Okay, now you're talking about Hollywood. Totally different. That, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm I'm jumping. Okay, jumping so you're, you, you have just become John Steinbeck who kills the pony. Sorry for spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> and the red pony. Now we got to put a spoiler tag on this one. <laughs> This just became a spoiler cast. <laughs> but that, that's what happened. Of mice and, and men, and he dies in the end. <laughs> that, that's, what, that's what ruins the movie. And that's the whole point behind artistic integrity. Well, let's drop, let's, let's drop names here, since Zach loves to. Uh, the fantasy novel Aragon. Huge, huge fan base from the books. They make a movie. Worst movie ever. <laughs> and it was horrible. Now I'm gonna be yeah, honest exactly with you. Is that because they didn't stick to the source material? No, that's, I, I haven't they read didn't. it. They didn't stick to the source material at all. Now I saw the movie before ever hearing about the books, and I vowed to never read the books. And Zach, what literally had to force me to get Aragon and read it, and it, and was, it was an awesome series. It was amazing. If they would have stuck to the book, it could have been you know like a modern day Lord of the Rings type of thing. Mm -hmm. Um. But that's, see, that you, this goes back to why I'm, I chose to write, which we talked about in the other podcast. I write to create these worlds for me and people who are close to me. If it ends see, up... See, I, I would say, at that point then, it's even more of an issue for when it comes to artistic integrity. Because you're saying you're writing it for yourself, but then you're letting someone else but change it for you. But he's getting into movies, though. That's different. No, I'm talking about books as well. No, no, you're, if, if you're talking about writing, right. you're saying you're writing this for yourself. Right. So it's essentially you're saying, okay, this is my child. He is the way he is. But you want to chop off his arm and make it robotic instead. That's extreme. Yeah. 
I'm okay with that. No, that's that's an extreme, I'm okay with this. That's, that's, that's an extreme it, example. What I'm telling you guys is this. If I can make money off of my pet project, but it, that's fine. Not but be your always, project in the end? It's it's always I'll always have the original manuscript. So like it I'll doesn't give you an matter. It does, the Aragon kid. Tristan. If I was him, I would be smiling all the way to the bank. And then when people say, Man, that it was based off your book, that movie sucked. Then I would go, Oh, you think it sucked? Check this out. It's my book. And okay. then they're like, Okay, it ruled. Can I can I shatter your little perfect world sure. here? Is that the millions of people that read Aragon and can't talk to Christopher Palomini <laughs> in person don't know that he didn't well, do that. I could care less about that, honestly. Tristan, I, you I have... just need to add a, like, a little shattering glass. <laughs> yeah, you For your world being shattered. You right can now. try, but my my world is still rock solid. You, dude, my logic is infallible on this one. No, you have your story that people read, okay, and let's say it's hashed up and comes out totally not how you wanted it. Yeah. Which, editing doesn't really do that. I mean, you have to switch stuff around, but it's still your story. Right. Well, but at times, certain things might be, especially in this day and age, you, you might be recommended or suggested forcibly to say, this needs to be made more PC. That's true, yeah. Which, which could drastically affect the plot. Yeah, I think so. It, and I'm, I'm not saying that you're writing anything that's drastically racist or offensive or, yeah, or, 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 or whatever. Or, yeah, or graphic. But at the same time, if... You're, if one person doesn't like it and you're editing it to make it have an appeal to the mass market, that's no longer the book it needs to be in order to make the point you're trying to make. In your mind. Well, see, this is, the, again, I don't know how many times I can try to reiterate this to you guys. I'm not really caring about the masses. Uh, they can get a version of my book, and as long as I get paid for it, I'm fine. But the people that I do care about are the people who are going to actually read my original manuscript or my original book, and see it for what it is. That's but they're not going to be about. reading it if it's if it got chopped and screwed. Yeah, they will because I I have my original manuscript. That's, that's what, what I'm saying. saying. But that's not, not the one that's getting published. I know, but the, I can reach the people I care about. Tristan, that's so dumb. My friends and family, people I actually care about, I can get them my original manuscript. It's time for indie authors to say screw the publishing companies. It's We're going to write the books we want to write. We're going to edit the books how we want to edit them, and we're going to put them up for a cheaper price and sell them online, and we don't need publishing companies. They've held the power for so long, and now that the roles are reversing, we should embrace that. And You it, act like they're this. If you look at where the market's well, going, it's going viral, dude. It, d look what happened with The Martian. Yeah, but that's an extreme circumstance. The Martian was huge viral hit before it ever got published. Yeah, but they definitely edited that his book. You talking about from the movie? From the from his original book Whoa. to being published as a as a major motion, I mean as a major book and then as a major motion film. There was a lot of editing that happened from his original copy. Yeah, but he was making you thousands and thousands of dollars just on Kindle before it was ever sold. I know, so why yeah, did he we'll, sell? We'll, why did he sell out? We'll have That's to what I'm saying. If those are your options and you're making money, don't sell out. With, don't okay, do it. For this particular circumstance, we'll have to do a book club on this. Okay. Because I actually happen to have his original PDF that he oh, uploaded really? on his own personal website. Right. And then... Untampered with. Un untampered with, okay. the, you know, so far as I know. Right. And then, from there, it, he got tons of recommendations and then published it to 
um, Amazon. Yeah, that's Kindle, the story that I heard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, it'll it'll probably be several episodes from here, but we can try and figure it out and yeah. see... Revisit this argument. Yeah, exactly. We re- revisit it and see if there truly is a difference between the two. Okay. Well, uh, from we're what gonna, I just... We're going to have to pause for a sec because Zach just went MIA. <laughs> he literally mouthed something to me that I didn't understand and then ran away. And we're back. Okay. So... Um, we've gotten nowhere since the beginning, <laughs> as we knew this was going to happen. So final verdict is selling out, Zach? No. It's, well, okay, let's, let's, let's all agree okay. to disagree yes. and agree that it's, I guess it's just what you prefer. Right. What yeah, prefer? It, ab- absolutely. And, and it's, depending on who your publisher and editor is, yeah. you can definitely go through, um, traditional mainstream publishing, go through a publishing house without selling out yeah or or without losing any of your um, integrity as as an artist and losing the 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 quality of your novel creative freedom yeah exactly your creative freedom and the whole point of why you've written something gotcha because i mean for the most part what the kind of stories that we're writing it's mostly just for entertainment right Right, yeah but there's a, a lot of people who are writing from a um journalistic standpoint or a standpoint of i forget the term um i think uh like an expose okay yeah they're they're trying to get people to understand a situation okay uh in the world and oh, the catch on the rye dude that's jd Sounder. no yeah he, i wouldn't the guy <laughs> we're not talking about that i wouldn't we're say not that talking about <laughs> catching oh my guy artistic, no. dude the artistic integrity that he had it, but that falls you don't under find that anymore. That is traditional publishing at its finest. It's in every school. Yeah, true, you don't find it anymore, but you, it does totally fall under traditional publishing. Right? No, I know, I know. I'm talking. I thought we we're talking about the integrity. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's both, and like I said, it, it depends on your publisher you, and your editor. You can find those artists, those authors who stay true to what they want. And they don't bend, and they traditionally publish. And then you're going to find in traditional publishing the authors who get screwed over, and they they don't get what they want. You're going to get those in both fields of um, online publishing or traditional publishing. So it's just, you know, we don't even know what we're talking about. I mean, we've we've never been published traditionally, so... Yeah, well, I mean, we're I've sent we're letters talking... and got rejected. Yeah, <laughs> if that matters. Tristan's been rejected. <laughs> That's why rejected he wants to sell out because he wants the money. <laughs> I mean, again, we're just talking about this from a hypothetical standpoint and talking about it as, you know, as, as writers, as yeah. artists who have, we regardless of what genre we're picking, we right. have a point that we want people to get as they're yeah. reading our book. And you guys do too out there. You you guys want your books to be published how you view them and how you know what you want to say and how you want them to come across. So let, you drop us an email. Let us know what you guys think. I mean, we'd love to hear. Let us know. Would you guys sell out to a big publishing company? It, yeah, if you're the, the snooty intellectual that I want every writer to be, <laughs> you're, you're not just writing 
for you know, just for Money. entertainment. You want a point. There has to be a point. There's a reason behind what you're saying is you right. want to be able to convey some kind of message. Message or something. Yeah. Okay. So, um, moving along here, we do have uh, a question, a featured question, um, really briefly, because we kind of talked about it a lot yeah. when we were jumping around during the podcast, is, uh, should I self-publish, or should I strictly try to send out letters and manuscripts to a publishing company? What's your guys' uh, take on that? Um, why don't we go person by person, because we all kind of have different right, experiences we have different backgrounds. with that. So, we'll start with Zach. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that there, nothing bad's gonna come from doing both. You okay. could self-publish, which I think, in all honesty, every author should, after he gets his manuscript edited mm-hmm. and um, you know, his drafts perfected, I think you should self-publish. I think there's a lot of potential out there on Amazon or whatever platform you use. That if you don't test, you'll never know. Right. And it could it could do really good, and you maybe you don't need to publish um, traditionally. But that being said, no harm could come from you trying to get traditionally published. Okay. So I'm gonna go with both. Just do both. Okay. And then me personally having experience, because Zach is, has experience. He's he's done um, self publishing. Um, have you ever sent out a letter to anyone? Mm-hmm. Never sent out a, a letter. So he's never been nope. rejected. Okay. Now, take it from me personally. I have my book self-published on Amazon. And I have sent out letters. And I agree with Zach. I say do both. Uh, what harm could come from you putting your stuff out there, getting some feedback? I've gotten great reviews from some people. Um, a lot of my stuff has gone out through promotions to people for free. And, uh, you know, it's getting exposure and stuff too. But at the same time, I have asked uh, publishing companies to take a look at my manuscript. No one yet so far. But I say keep trying to do both. I mean, what's the harm in, in fun and both? Uh, right. Now, Andrew? Yeah, absolutely. For, for me, that's the whole point of doing the lit scene with you guys. It, it's self-publishing in the form of practice. It's kind of a, a lead into Eventually, I would love to be able to say, oh, yeah, my, my book got published with so-and-so. Right. But... Um, you know, it's it's whatever works, and and it's not to say that you lose any integrity as an artist, as a person, as a writer, by doing one over the other, and at the same time, um, it, it doesn't mean that there's any less value in what you're writing. So so long as once you get to the editing process, you're not cutting things because someone else is telling you that oh this this scene doesn't make sense. They or, don't or like this. that scene. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And. and you want to make sure that you have someone who's editing your book or who's examining it uh, that you trust because there, there are people that will just, you know, cut stuff because that's their own personal opinion. They're not, right. they're looking for what sells, yeah. not, not necessarily what makes your book, your story, your novel better. Very true. And a lot of times as you're writing, you, we, we talked about this a little bit earlier, but you want to make sure that you're not editing as you're writing. But self-publishing doesn't mean you're skipping the editing process. Because Definitely got it. Yeah, we, we've, a lot on your plate. We've Definitely all seen, yeah, you know, either ebooks or, uh, um, 
printed books where they didn't go through an editor and you can tell and that's probably yeah. the most unprofessional thing that you can do regardless yeah. of whether you're printing professionally or not but um, <clears throat> you know I, there's a lot of people online um, that that do that on the side to um, editing so I would say yeah. if, if you're going the self-publishing route make sure you do that because that'll make a huge difference for your readers. Absolutely. So, um, Andrew, you're saying... Get an editor. You're saying 50-50, you should do both. Yeah, I, I think I'm saying 50-50 too, but the most important thing is get an editor. Yeah. To, yeah. As far as your, your grammar and your punctuation, just to make sure that your story makes sense because yeah. that's, you know, even someone who may not have the same skill as you is going to make notice typos that you skip Just in don't your editing see. process, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Don't ever edit your own stuff. Take it from me. And uh, make sure that you get a professional editor because uh, it could really detract from your overall story. Yeah. You can have an amazing yeah, story. But if it's not edited properly, I mean, it's... And, and, that, and that's flat. what your readers are going to notice. They're exactly. going to notice, oh, you had a, a typo here. Yeah, the smallest little typo. Okay, cool. Um, well, if you guys have... Um, any questions or anything, you can email us at uh, pintspros at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Let us know if you uh, how you feel about the artistic integrity um, issue. Uh, would you sell out? Would you want to keep your uh, story authentic? Would you let anyone tamper with it? And Justin, if, can I add something here? Yeah, sure. Uh, let us know what you guys think about the podcast. You guys yeah, like yeah. the... We, we, we'd love to know what you think. Yeah. Give us some feedback. Yeah, give us some suggestions. If you like these episodes uh, and want them to keep coming, let us know. And as always, give us some suggestions on uh, some type of beers that you'd like us to to take a look at and drink while we're taking care of the podcast. Um, that's going to do it, I guess, for us. So yeah. thanks for thanks, listening, guys. guys. Talk See to you guys. later.